Okay. This is, as far as I'm concerned, this is the drop the mic tiny trailer. This is it. If cost is uh, no object, uh, this is uh, the way to go in a trailer under 20 feet. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jeremy. And we are the authors of Where Should We Camp Next, Where Should We Camp Next National Parks, and Where Should We Camp Next Budget Camping. This year, we are celebrating the 10th anniversary of the RV Atlas podcast. We hope you join us as we cover the best campgrounds, the best RVs, the best food, and the best gear to bring with you when you go. So pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire. This is the RV Atlas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the RV Atlas. Today, we have back on the show my friend Casita Dean May, and we are doing part two of our epic mini-series, 24 Tiny Trailers That We Love in 2024. We've got picks from Vistabule. We've got picks from Oliver. We've got picks from Type 2 Campers, from Arpod, from Winnebago, and more. So excited for our list of picks. All of them will also be at the RVAtlas.com if you want to find links and pictures and learn more about all of these tiny trailers that we chose and that we love in the year of 2024. At the end of this episode, we're also going to play a classic clip uh, to celebrate our 10th anniversary. We're going to be playing classic clips all year long. And this classic clip is from episode number 25. It's one of my favorite episodes we ever recorded. It was called Hello Cutie, We Heart Tiny Trailers. And it's about uh, a time when we went out to Colorado and we spoke at an RV show. And I think that that is when I first fell in love with tiny trailers because this Colorado RV show was packed with teardrops and truck campers and all the little independent RV manufacturers that we don't see a lot on the East Coast. And I was blown away by all of the variety in the RV industry that was coming from smaller family-owned manufacturers. Now, that episode has one of my favorite openings of all time. And it's just a funny little story of something we overheard at the Colorado RV show. So we're going to play that classic clip at the end. And right now we're going to dive in. We're going to talk to Casita Dean May. We're going to go through our next 12 picks. We did 12 picks last time. We've got 12 picks this time. So I'm ready to dive in and talk about tiny trailers. And I love them so much. But before we do so, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park camp resorts. Our family has been staying at Jellystone Park locations for over 12 years. There are more than 75 Jellystone Park locations across the United States and Canada, and each one is unique, but our kids love them all because each Jellystone Park has fun attractions like pools, water slides, splash grounds, mini golf, laser tag, and jumping pillows. Plus, there are tons of activities all day long, such as foam parties, dance parties, wagon rides, tie-dye, and movie nights. They even have themed events like Chocolate Lovers Weekend, Christmas in July, and Halloween weekends in the fall. Of course, we can't forget the fun of hanging out with Yogi Bear, Boo Boo, and Cindy Bear. And at Jellystone Park, you can stay in your RV or enjoy one of their glamping accommodations as many locations offer luxury cabins, yurts, covered wagons, and more. Make Jellystone Park a part of your family's vacation in 2024, because it's not just a campground, it's Jellystone Park. To book your vacation today, visit jellystonepark.com. 
That's jellystonepark.com. And don't forget to tell Yogi Bear that Jeremy and Stephanie said hello. Hello, Casita Dean May, and welcome to part two of 24 tiny trailers that we love in 2024. We did 12 tiny trailers that we love a couple weeks ago. We're doing 12 more today. And honestly, with all the fun we've been having with, with this, like I think we could easily do 12 more. Like I've had to cut a few off my list. I think you've had to cut a few off your list. There's so many cool smaller trailers out there right now in 2024, wouldn't you say? Oh, I agree. It, it, this has been a ton of fun for me to sort of dig in deeper than what I normally would when it comes to small trailers. Well, let's dive in because we've got a lot to cover. Um, on the last episode, I think it's fair to say we both did a lot of like non-conventional RVs, like a lot of non-Elkhart type RVs from smaller manufacturers. And we have more of those too this time. But we also both picked some con more conventional travel trailers built by the quote unquote big three. So what is your first pick, my friend? Well, actually, I've got a grand design on the list, which is interesting. Just about every friend I have in the non-egg camper world and family members have grand designs. Uh, and what's interesting, grand design, they have that Imagine line, which has been around for quite some time, but they have a smaller uh, series now. It's called AIM, which stands for Adventures in Motion. And I kind of look through, and Laura and I are definitely partial to non-slide units. So what I ended up picking was the Grand Design 15RB. And again, that's in the AIM line. It's got an MSRP of about $32,000. It's 19 feet, 11 inches long. So it's under that uh, 20 feet. It weighs about 3,600 pounds. And of all the trailers I've covered, it by far has the best tank capacity. So wonderful tank capacities, particularly given that we're talking about tiny trailers here. Uh, and what I like about this trailer, you've got the ability to sleep four people. And get this, it's under 20 feet long and it's got a dry bath. So yeah, what? explain the floor plan a little bit in a general sense. Like what, how's everything laid out inside this one? Oh, okay. <clears throat> Uh, that that's a good point. Uh, uh, I should have mentioned that it what you can pack so much into this trailer because it's got the Murphy bed at the front. So it's got the Murphy bed at the front. It's got the bathroom across the back, and then it's got you know living space or or you know dining space and and the kitchen sort of in between. So I it's a very cool floor plan. Now of course, Laura and I, if if we look at Murphy bed floor plans, we like Murphy beds in which the entire bed floats down. We don't want one that splits the mattress in two in terms of folding down. And from what I looked at on the website, I think that would meet the criteria. Now, I have to say, as an Imagine owner, and I've, I should probably do a podcast on this soon, we just hit about a year of ownership of our Grand Design Imagine. And all year, I've been going back and forth on B+, A-, B+, A-, in terms of the grade I would give that rig. And I think I've settled on an A minus. So we had a good first year with our Grand Design Imagine, and maybe I'll go into more detail. They have a lot of great floor plans, and, and there's multiple lines, like you said, within the Imagine lineup. So I think for a conventional trailer, this is a great pick. Now, just really quickly, would you guys, would you and Laura really consider going with, um, you know, sort of a, a conventional RV as opposed to, the, you know, the molded fiberglass or the other types of things that we all know you love so much. 
you know, to tell the truth, and given that we have so many family uh, members and friends with grand designs, uh, we would actually consider this. And goodness gracious, when you look at an MSRP at 32000 given what you could probably buy this trailer for, given its tank capacities, you got a nice dry bath across the back. And, you know, you and I have covered a lot of trailers here that are basically just, you know, they're teardrops. There is no bathroom. Or if they have a bathroom, it's a wet bath, which Laura and I are fine with. But I tell you what, the critical variable is how comfortable is that sofa and how comfortable is the bed. And I have not been in this floor plan. That would be the critical variable for Laura and I. But yes, this is actually a trailer I could see us going from our smaller casita up to a bigger trailer like this uh, this 15RV. Now, on a regular RV with a regular bed, you can always just swap out the mattress. But on a Murphy bed, that I I don't even know if that's possible. If it is, it's much. I'm sure it's much much trickier to get a different mattress for a Murphy bed model, if it's even possible at all. I'm I'm betting. I think I think the critical variable is if that Murphy bed folds down in one piece. And if you could have the ability to either use some struts or whatever that, well, you probably couldn't with the sofa, but I think you could use different mattresses if the bed f- folds down in one piece. If it folds down in, you know, like a top half, bottom half, or, you know, top two thirds, bottom one third, then you would maybe have some more difficulty with it. But just from eyeballing it on the website, I, this is an intriguing floor plan. So Dean, you mentioned teardrops, and we have both chosen a bunch of teardrops in the in these two episodes. So to move from the conventional world of the grand design back into the more niche world of these independent teardrop manufacturers, I have fallen into a rabbit hole of fascination over a company called Vistabule Teardrop Trailers. They're from St. Paul, Minnesota. I had never heard of them before. But somebody in the RV Atlas group on Facebook posted and said, I'm going to pick up my Vistabule trailer next week. And they were like super, super excited. So I went to their website and was absolutely amazed by these teardrops. Love the fact they're made in St. Paul, Minnesota. They start at $23,000, actually more like $24,000. They're 14 feet long and they're just about 1,700 pounds fully loaded. They are beautiful. They look like a a handcrafted work of art to me more than they look like an RV. Uh, And the thing that really jumped out that made me just completely fall in love was that the bed is convertible into very comfortable seating. Now, a lot of teardrops will have a bed that flips up into seating, but it's somewhat awkward. However, they designed this bed, it is just as functional as seating. And they show people like sitting in their vestibules, drinking coffee on their seats with a huge picture window in front of them at the front of the trailer. And a lot of people online talk about using them as an office or going out in their backyard and sitting in their vestibule for their morning coffee. So they seem more multi-use than uh, a lot of other teardrop trailers because of that convertible bed. The other thing that truly blew me away was that the seating, I'm sorry. The other thing that really blew me away was that it has, they have, they seem to have the best storage inside any teardrop models that I've ever seen. Behind the bed area, 
There are multiple storage areas that are easy to access and again, beautifully, beautifully designed. I uh, also love that they come in multiple different colors. You have eight different uh, aluminum color options for the exterior, and it's a wood build on the interior. Um, they do start at 24000 but once you start adding in features, it's going to get more expensive. And then, of course, the rear kitchen, again, the rear kitchen is like a handcrafted work of art to me. And I'm constantly amazed at how these small, independent, niche teardrop manufacturers are making incredible outdoor kitchens better than anything I'm seeing from sort of big three RV manufacturers at the moment. So Dean, have you have you seen the Vistabule? Uh, not in person, but ironically, there was a, a solo uh, gentleman, probably a little older than me, a year or two ago, I watched his video. And he was traveling and gave an overview of the vestibule. And I was very, very impressed. So uh, I could see if someone's going to do a, a teardrop camper, that that vestibule should be on the, the short list. And go to the show notes at the rvatlas.com. And I will have pictures of all these and links to the websites. So all of you listening can also find, uh, can also fall down this kind of rabbit hole that Dean and I have fallen down uh, with these tiny trailers. So Dean, let's head back to um, a more conventional manufacturer. Uh, let's talk about the Lance 1475. This is definitely a really cool unit. Yes, this is a trailer Laura and I have been in many times. Uh, usually if we're down in Tampa at the RV Super Show, we will check it out. So this is the Lance 1475. I had a difficult time finding a price for it. Uh, depending on where I looked on the internet, the MSRPs on this ranged from $40,000 to $67,000. So I would definitely encourage people to, uh, to shop for some deals uh, with it. It's just under uh, 20 feet long. It's 19 feet, 8 inches long. It weighs about 3,200 pounds in the non-slide version, and they have a very small shallow side slide, excuse me, that uh, would have a, a small sofa with t integrated TV trays on each side. Now, personally, I would rather get the non-slide unit that has the swivel chairs. Uh, that I that, that also recline. Well, they have a footrest. I don't know that they necessarily recline. But again, very, very nice unit, solid tank capacities for a tiny trailer. It's a four-season rig, and I probably should have mentioned that with the grand design as well, as you do get some four-season capability that I think would enable one, whether you're in the grand design or the Lance, to at least do some extended camping into the shoulder seasons. Uh, and, you can, and this is another tiny trailer that actually has a dry bath in it, so very nice. And that that price range, I saw that with a lot of the trailers we're talking about, um, not the ones from the small independent manufacturers. Right. The, the, the tiny trailers from the small independent manufacturers seem to have pretty set pricing because a lot of times yes. you're ordering from the factory. You're not, you know, you're not going to an RV dealership. But you know, you said from forty to sixty-seven thousand dollars. I saw yeah. something similar with one of my picks that we'll talk about in a minute. And it made me think that this is a very interesting time to buy an RV because the high end is the price the dealers want to get, right? $40,000 to $67,000. That lower end, 
if if they're listing at that, that's the price that some people are really paying. Um, so it's another sign to me that RV prices have come down and there are some really good bargains to be had. Um, I've always been a Lance fan. I mean, I just feel mm-hmm. like for, for years I've heard about the quality and people really love their Lance campers. So I think this is a great pick for a tiny trailer. Is this something you would consider or more just like something that you are fascinated by? Uh, well, uh, maybe split the middle on on that one. We love that camper. The only issue is the bed across the front is east-west. So if Laura and I, so you'd have to do the crawlover. If we're going to get another trailer, we're going to eliminate the crawlover. Otherwise, it is a, a beautiful, uh, beautiful camper. Uh, so, hey, I noticed that you're going back to your roots on your next couple of picks. And uh, you've got uh, some pop-ups. Yes. So I am fascinated by this new series by Rockwood that just came out about a month ago. I'm just starting to see pictures show up for these. This is called the Rockwood OTG line of pop-up campers. And OTG stands for off the ground. These are two incredibly, incredibly basic, no frills pop-up campers. Uh, Entry level. And I love seeing the RV industry come back with some entry-level models because I feel like the entry-level sort of disappeared during the pandemic when RV manufacturers were selling the higher-level models. Now, these pop-ups, it's almost worth talking about what they don't have as opposed to what they do have because they have almost nothing in terms of features. There's no air conditioning. There's no heat. There's no running water. There's no electric lifter system. The lifter system's manual. I mean, when you walk into these, there is just there are a couple of outlets and a couple of lights, and that's all there is. And the prices are again, there's a wide range of prices listed, which is interesting. But I'm seeing prices from sixty two hundred to about nine thousand. Um, the lower end of that makes a lot of sense to me as a great price point for an entry level pop up camper. A lot of people in our group kind of complained about the higher end of that pricing, but I think you could get one. I mean, I think you could get one of these for 6000 So there's two of them. There's the R16 OTG, and this is very much like the pop-up campers you've seen a hundred times. The beds pull out on either end, and you have two really large beds. And then you have a dinette on one side, which can also turn to a bed, and then just some really basic cabinetry right? That's about all you have there. This one's got uh, an unloaded vehicle weight of 1,280 pounds, 960 pounds in cargo capacity. And the open length, when this is opened, it's 17 feet, two inches. When it's closed, it's less than 12 feet. Uh, So this one's kind of like pop-up campers you've seen before, just without all of the features. Now, the even kind of more interesting and, and more strange option is the R19 OTG, again, standing for off the ground. This one just has a roof that cranks up. It does not have pull-out beds. I have not seen something like this made by an RV company since the 70s. This is definitely sort of an old-school floor plan. So when you walk in, there's a two-person dinette to the right, and there's a spacious bed to the left. Nothing pulls out at all. And the 
this one costs the same as the other one, which threw me at first because the other one seems to have so much more space with those pull-out beds. It seems to be such a larger pop-up camper. But the fact is, this one has a larger box. So there's actually more RV there for this one because it doesn't have the pull-out beds. The bed is actually sitting within the frame of the pop-up camper. So I think this little guy is awesome. The total length is just under 14 feet. The box size is 10 feet, which is larger than the other box. And again, seeing these for like $7,000, if you're a family that tent camps and is shopping for your first RV because you want to get quote unquote off the ground, I think both of these make really, really great options. And the price point seems pretty, pretty good to me. Right. Yeah. Very nice. Dean, I'm really excited for your next pick because I almost picked this one and I was so glad that you picked it because you made my life easier. So tell me about this one. This looks really cool, really unique. Yes, this is definitely uh, unique. Uh, my next couple of picks are kind of what I would call teardrop, teardrop derivatives, uh, but they don't really fall into the classic teardrop, particularly this one. This camper is called the Type 2 Campers, and this definitely has a vintage retro look to it. Uh, everybody knows uh, about the Volkswagen Beetle. Uh, at the time that it came out, it was called the Type 1, okay? In 1948, they created a van, and the van was known as the Type 2. And if you can imagine, this camper basically looks like the back two-thirds of a VW van. It is only 9 feet 6 inches long. It's only 5 feet wide, and it's got a pop-up top, so you can actually stand in it, as opposed to, you know, teardrops, you tip, you don't stand up in teardrops. This one, you can, you can stand up and have uh, more than sufficient headroom. It comes in different uh, varieties or different trim levels. If you just want the basic sleeper, it would cost just under $30,000. If you want the sleeper plus, it would be $35,000. And if you want the kitchenette added to that, it would be $39,000. This camper only weighs between 900 and 980 pounds, depending on which trim level you pick. Uh, the, the basic sleeper, it's not even going to have uh, tanks or water, but if you want to in the higher trim levels, it does have an 8-gallon freshwater capacity and up to 10 gallons of gray water capacity. It does not have a black tank, so you don't have a a toilet, you know, perhaps you could use a, you know, a cassette or a portable if you wanted to. Uh, this, this company is a direct manufacturer. They're made out of Woodburn, uh, Oregon and definitely iconic, uh, the, it just looks iconic. And I, I, I think it would be so much fun to like tow this behind, a. uh, like a classic truck, classic car, or you could, given how light it is, you could even tow it behind uh, some Volkswagen cars. Uh, and I'd mentioned earlier that the, uh, the, the van was called the Type 2. So what they do with their designation with this, they call the camper the T2.3, with the T2 standing for the Type 2 for the van, and the dot .3 for the number of windows along the side of the camper. So it has three windows. And I noticed on their website, they're already advertising to keep an eye out for the T2.4. So it's going to be a larger camper with uh, four windows along the side. 
and it's made out of uh, authentic steel panels, aircraft construction, and it has that nice composite rooftop. Uh, the other thing that's really cool with this, given its sort of, you know, sort of retro iconic look, you can choose five really cool body colors. You can choose four different curtain colors, and they have a whole line of like vintage accessories that you can use to really trick out your uh, your Type 2 camper. So this is really, really a cute camper. I love some of these smaller manufacturers giving us color choices. Like when you go to buy a new truck or a new car, you get to look at six or seven or eight or nine or 10 different colors. Uh, for RVs, that's not really the case usually. And I love having more options for colors so you can match it up to your tow vehicle. Now, this is the type of camper that if you bought this and you took this camping at a campground, <laughs> you better be ready to talk to every single person walking by. This is the definition of a conversation starter. So if you just want to go to the campground and not be bothered and not talk to anybody, you can't have something like this cute, this adorable, and this unique. Dean, I've never seen one of these in person. I am dying to see one of these in person. This looks so cool. And I can think like of other reasons why I might want something like this beyond just for camping. It might be cool to do a little pop-up shop out of this or something like that, or to rent it out for, for weddings or to turn it into a photo booth seems like there's lots of other cool options for how you might use something like this, too. Um, and I love the fact that it's, again, not made in that Elkhart Triangle. It's made out in, in Oregon um, by an independent manufacturer. What a cool company. I really hope to see them grow and definitely excited to see the larger unit. I think right. that'll be pretty interesting right. to see what they add to that one. And I I'll, right. I'll, let me throw in real quick, if you're interested in using it as a, a concession opportunity or as a like a food trailer you need to check out uh the previous or the the other company that this kind of stemmed from it's called dub box so check out dub box if you want to just go straight into having a food trailer uh and and, and keep the type two camper for your your camping duties yeah and those two companies they're both companies still exist there's still the dub box company but then there's now the type two campers company so i think one company kind of became two companies uh and they're just doing all their trailers under the um the type two name so i'm excited for all this creativity all these quirky designs out there and i hope to see more from type two campers all right we've got more picks to share with you all but before we dive into the next round of tiny trailers that we love in 2024 we have a sponsored message from our friends at harvest hosts with overnight rv camping at over 5099 farms wineries breweries attractions and more harvest hosts is america's largest and most fun rv camping membership program and because it only costs $99 per year, a Harvest Host membership is also an incredible value. Members with self-contained RVs can enjoy a wine tasting, feed alpacas, purchase some fresh farm produce, and more, all while enjoying an unforgettable overnight stay. Spend the night at a museum, wake up to beautiful vineyards, visit unique attractions, or enjoy a local brewery. With thousands of locations, there is something for everyone to enjoy, all with no camping fees. In return, members are asked to support their hosts by purchasing one of their local products with each stay. Looking for a last-minute booking for the solar eclipse in April? Harvest Hosts opens reservations 90 days in advance and is a great option for those looking for a stellar experience. 
Visit harvesthost.com and use promo code Eclipse24 to save 20% off of your annual membership today. That's harvesthost.com and promo code Eclipse24 to save 20% off on your annual membership today. All right, Jeremy, um, let's talk about your next pick, which was also on the short list for my picks too, but I ended up not picking this one, so I was excited to see that you did. Yeah, that's funny. Like you saved me on the type two campers and I saved you on this one. So we got them both in. I would also file this under weird campers, just like just odd, unique, unusual. It's the Winnebago Towables Hike 100 H13162B. And my God, that's a lot of letters and numbers. I wish we could get that under control for a lot of these manufacturers. Now, like what you saw with the um, one of the models you picked earlier, I saw such a wide price range. I saw these from twenty five thousand to fifty thousand. There's only one explanation, really, that makes sense. There are still twenty twenty twos and twenty twenty threes out there. So the twenty twenty fours are coming in at the higher price, but they're still sitting on some old inventory. So if you want to get a deal, I would definitely take a look at this. And when I was at my dealership at Whitehorse RV Center, they had one of these sitting on the front lawn in front of the dealership, heavily discounted. So this is a baby toy hauler. It has a rear cargo door, so you can bring the bikes, you can bring the kayaks, you can bring a canoe, whatever you can fit in there. It's not not too big of a box. Um, It's 15 feet, 11 inches long with a dry weight of 3,200 pounds. It has kind of a couch on either side and then a table that will go down in the middle and become a bed. Other than that, it's got a wet bath and a really, really small kitchen and then a front entrance. It is pretty tight. It is pretty compact. It's for two people or maybe three with a smaller child, but the huge benefit is it's a great cargo hauler. So it's a spacious cargo hauler, but then a pretty small RV actually. Um, I think that at the lower price point, the sale price points that we're seeing on these, this makes a lot of sense. I think at the 50,000 price point, it doesn't make sense to me personally. Um, but I love the fact that there's some bargains out there on this one. What what did you like about this one? I'm curious because you almost picked it too. Uh, the, the same exact thing. The the ability to kind of use it as a toy hauler. You know, Laura and I do not have uh, e-bikes, but at some point... Uh, we'd like to. My my brother has e-bikes and he really struggles in terms of where to put those e-bikes. So I think it would be, this would be a cool trailer for that. And like I said, I just kind of liked, I liked the ability to have those uh, sort of dual opposing sofas by day and be able to convert it over to a, you know, a comfortable bed at, uh, at nighttime. So I thought it was a, a, a nifty little unit. All right, cool. Let's move to your next pick, which I am going to confess, I never heard of this one before, Dean. So All tell right. us about the, is it called the Campanawa? Uh, I'm saying camp and all. I'm just slowing it down. So it's, it's C-A-M-P-I-N-A-W-E. So how they pronounce it, I'm not 100% sure. So we'll call it the camp and all. Uh, but it's, it's a more traditional, Additional, well, actually, it's it's a teardrop on steroids. Is kind of what it is. Uh, price range about twenty eight thousand to thirty three thousand. 
definitely kind of has that off-road vibe. This is something you could take off uh, uh, the beaten path. It's just under 15 feet long, just under 2,000 pounds. Uh, it does have uh, five gallons of fresh water. It has uh, has something that it you can uh, call a piston pump toilet. I don't know how a piston pump toilet is different than a cassette toilet, but it has a 5.3 gallon piston pump toilet. It does not have uh, a gray tank. Do you know anything about a piston pump toilet? I have I have no knowledge of piston pump toilets personally. Okay. So, but probably one of the reasons why you've never heard of it is a direct manufacturer and it's made in Bonner Springs, Kansas. So not many RVs made in, uh, in, in Kansas. Uh, so, but Hey, I want to challenge you though on your, the vestibule, which I absolutely love the look of it, but you commented on how good the storage capacity was. This teardrop, this camp and all has 58 cubic feet of dedicated storage including a full-size queen bed, 60 by 80 inches, with a lot of that uh, storage space being underneath. And similar to the, uh, the vestibule, it's got a front window or almost hatch that while you're in bed, you can be, you could have it opened up or looking out the window and staring at the stars. And it also has the opportunity to sit up in it in a couple of places. In one place, you've got a seating area. Really what you're doing, it comes with a Yeti cooler that you can access through the sort of the, the clamshell on the rear. Uh, and when you're inside the trailer, you're sitting on top of, it's framed out, you're sitting on top of the Yeti cooler. So there are a couple of places to sit. And like I said, a wonderful sleeping opportunity. And it's pretty rugged. Uh, so, and you can get a variety of options and accessories with it. So if you want an off-road uh, teardrop that gives you some 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 nice storage and a, and a, and a wonderful bed, this it's, it, I thought it was a pretty cool camper. And the vestibule also gives you a storage space for a Yeti in the rear kitchen. And I really like some of these smaller manufacturers where they give you a space for a cooler instead of giving you like a really inefficient uh, small refrigerator for the back of the RV. Because if I'm boondocking, I don't even really want a refrigerator. I'd rather just bring a cooler for the way that I would boondock where I'm just going away for a couple nights and could get away with using a cooler. So my next pick has gotten uh, lots of buzz. I'm excited yeah, about this. Yeah, and I want to hear what you think about this too. Oh, yes. Uh, I loved the Barefoot Travel Trailer from New Camp when it debuted at the Florida RV Super Show last winter. And this winter it made a splash again because now they have it in a new color. <laughs> so it debuted in a sea glass blue, and now they have it in a pearl pink. So this trailer is under 17 feet, but it's, I don't want to say it feels spacious inside because that's kind of a little ridiculous, but I do want to say that they make the most out of that 17 feet. It feels pretty comfortable in there. Like I could hang out in there. There's a, some really crafty storage. And I think for a minimalist solo travel or solo traveler or uh, a couple, you could totally, totally be comfortable in the barefoot. The dry weight's just um, 2,135 pounds, so you can tow this with just about anything. Um, my friend Mandy Lee, who is a brand ambassador for New Camp and does such amazing photography and great videos for New Camp, um, she folded, she converted the, 
the couches into a bed in under 60 seconds. So it's really easy to convert it from like the seating area to the bed area. Uh, but of course, you're going to have to do that every single night if you're in something this small. Uh, it has a wet bath, obviously. I loved how the shower head in the wet bath can be pulled through the window and then used as an outdoor shower. It also has ducted AC. And I have learned to love ducted AC now that I've had it in a couple of my RVs because it's much quieter. And particularly in a smaller trailer, a regular air conditioner is going to sound like a hurricane. So they do have the ducted AC. I just think this is aesthetically beautiful. I think of this as a work of art. Uh, and I could totally see doing some solo traveling with this or maybe heading out with Stephanie. I don't know. I don't know if I could keep it minimalist enough to pull it off with Stephanie, but um, I'm impressed with this. I'm impressed with the design. I'm impressed with the quality. I'm impressed with the thoughtfulness uh, of all the interior storage as well. So what what did you like about it too? We'll, we'll share this pitch. Yeah, and I'll, I'll try to keep it brief because I absolutely, Laura and I both just adore this uh this barefoot and uh we i've watched it over the years to you know develop because it was originally a trailer over in england uh that new camp brought over here and uh, laura and i've actually had a chance to meet mandy lee i've followed her for years and we've had a chance to meet mandy lee and and, and kendrick and she's a wonderful brand ambassador but this if you can imagine you're you use the word minimalist i'm going to use the word glamper it is so cute that yes it's minimal in some ways in terms of its size but the cute factor in the way this trailer utilizes its space it even has a wine rack uh it is it is the perfect easter egg uh molded fiberglass tiny camper and just as cute as it could be and i thought that was so fun that they've uh ended up with a uh, pearl pink as a secondary color uh I, I would probably opt for the original color, but if you're a girl camper man, that uh, I'd be all over that uh, uh, that pearl pink. I love the fact that you said this is sort of a gl a glamping trailer because it does just have a very sophisticated, luxurious uh, interior um, compared to some of the other fiberglass trailers, which can seem See, utilitarian. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like your yeah. your casita yes. is very utilitarian. It's yes. so cute, uh, but but it's it's in in some ways um, the design is very straightforward. This is very design forward, design rich. And if you really care about the aesthetics of a camper, you're definitely going to want to check out the Barefoot by New Camp. We will have pictures in the show notes at the RVAtlas.com. Now let's move on to another molded fiberglass camper. And Dean, I know. You are passionate about Oliver Travel Trailers, and I have mad respect for Oliver Travel Trailers. And guess what? They're going to be on the podcast really, really soon. I'm excited to talk to the people from yeah. Oliver. Um, but tell us what you love about the Oliver Legacy Elite One. Okay. This is, as far as I'm concerned, this is the drop the mic tiny trailer. This is it. If cost is uh, no object, uh, this is uh, the way to go in a trailer under 20 feet. So it's the Oliver Legacy Elite One 18.5. So that's, you know, that's its length. So it's 18 and a half feet long. 
depending on how you option these trailers, the base sticker price is probably mid-60s, but you can option them out, trick them out with lithium packages and solar and those types of things. I actually saw them on RV Trader being listed at between $85,000 and $102,000. Now, keep in mind, uh, now I know a, a little bit about Oliver, those it's direct manufacturer and Oliver within the last several months has just started selling its trailers through a select dealer network. Now what they end up doing, they end up sale, selling the trailers to these uh, dealer, this small dealer network below their advertised prices. So these dealers have to sell them at the same price that if you were going to Hohenwald, Tennessee, because that's where they're manufactured. So I'm talking that's the real deal in terms of the price. So if you're going to buy a tricked out Oliver Legacy Elite One, you can spend, you will spend over $100,000 if you option it out. Uh, the, the people are messy on, but the Oliver owners are almost like messianic about the, the quality of these trailers, right? And, and I have heard said from people that are RV technicians, RV engineers, people that work on the backside of the RV industry, I've had some of them tell me this is the best made travel trailer in America. If, if, I've heard that multiple times. Yes. And I'm on their, uh, their Facebook page daily i'm on their their forum they have a forum associated with uh with oliver travel trailers that's sort of you know moderated and controlled by the the owners laura and i have attended two of the uh the rallies uh scott oliver one of the uh one of the owners of of oliver has been in our casita so yeah i know i'm probably for someone that doesn't own an oliver i know uh, a lot about them uh, i mean a marine grade quality double hull design uh for a true four season camper uh you do get a wet bath i mean again it's the same size as our casita our casita is listed as a 17 this is listed as an 18.5 the box size is exactly is is, is the same the oliver is only longer because of the hitch design that it uses but it is a gorgeous beautiful capable uh camper now are the uh, aficionados upset that they have now that they have dealers now because i know a lot of people like that these things are factory direct has there been any blowback like oh now you're going to just become like everybody else now that you're selling them at dealers i mean i don't see it as any kind of issue but was there a response within the oliver community about that Yes, and it came again from Oliver owners. Not when I say Oliver owners, I'm talking about the consumers of the trailers, not the producers of the trailers. And again, they are very, very passionate about their campers. And I know several of the early owners of Oliver's. You know, they have they've only been out since like 2008. Then they had a brief hiatus, and then when they came back about 2000. 14 or so they added the longer 23.5 in addition to the 18.5 i think they've done a pretty good job addressing that because but yes the question that you bring up sure but it's really people that didn't own oliver's questioning what's going to happen to oliver and the people that buy oliver's came and basically said we've talked with the family this is what's going on 
and everything's going to be all right. Uh, but you can still go to Hohenwald and go to the, you know, go to the mothership and, and buy your egg camper there if you prefer. And that's Tennessee, right? Yes. Where these are manufactured. Yeah, it's about, I'd say, an hour southwest of Nashville. So for Laura and I, it's two and a half hours away. So we would probably buy directly from Hohenwald because, you know, most of the, the select dealer network is, you know, that gets out, you know, spread out across the United States. All right, Dean, I know that this is your, that's kind of your holy grail for it tiny is. trailers, but it is. we each have, two, we each have two more really kind of cool, interesting picks that might surprise everybody. But before we dive into those last two picks, and then we're going to have a classic clip, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, a classic clip about tiny trailers. Um, we have a sponsored message from our friends at RV Share. With over 4 million nights booked and thousands of five-star reviews from happy customers, RV Share is America's number one RV rental site. With a wide-ranging inventory from affordable pop-up campers to luxury motorhomes, RV Share has a rental that is perfect for you. Whether you are looking for a pet-friendly RV or an RV that can be delivered directly to your campsite, RV Share makes the entire rental process simple and fun. Each booking on RV Share also includes 24-7 roadside assistance for the ultimate peace of mind on the road. No matter where the open road is taking you, get ready to use your outside voice because as soon as you step inside your RV rental, the adventure begins. Book your RV now for the solar eclipse this April and make sure to check out RV Share's total solar eclipse RV guide on RVShare.com. This landing page has great resources like Solar Eclipse packing tips and lists, Solar Eclipse family activities, and links to rentals in each state in the path of totality. Check out RVShare.com to find out more and use promo code RVAtlas30 for $30 off a booking of $500 or more. That's RVShare.com and promo code RVAtlas30 for $30 off a booking of $500 or more. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm here with Casita Dean May, and we're coming to the end of this two-episode miniseries on 24 tiny trailers that we love in 2024. And all these picks are going to be in the blog posts at the RVAtlas.com if you want to revisit them and see pictures and see links and all that stuff. Now, for my last pick, uh, this is a weird floor plan, but I like weird floor plans. I like floor plans that are really, really different. And a lot of times I see them and I'm like, this one's going to last a year before they cancel it because enough people aren't going to buy it. Um, but I really like the Forest River R-Pod 153C. This is a you know Forest River camper, conventional RV manufacturer, but it's definitely a tiny trailer worth talking about. The length is 17 feet 3 inches. The UVW's about 2,800 pounds, and it's got solid cargo carrying capacity of 1,800 pounds. These were listed from $20,000 to $28,000, depending on the year. So again, if you can find a 2023, you're going to find it more like $20,000. If you're going to find a 2024, it's going to be $28,000. This happens a lot in the automobile industry, where there are leftovers from the year before that get deeply discounted. This I haven't seen this in the RV space in many, many years, but it's happening right now. So if you're RV shopping right now and you want a deal, look for one of last year's models. Now, the, the thing that makes this so weird, which really it shouldn't, but it does, is it has a rear entrance. There's no door on the side. You enter from the rear of the unit and you walk in. There's a fridge on the right 
and there's a fairly spacious bathroom on the left. It's not a wet bath. Okay, it's not a huge bathroom, but for a tiny trailer, it's a really nice bathroom. Then as you keep walking to the front of the coach, there's a really fairly long, comfortable looking sofa on the right. I really like having a a comfortable sofa in an RV. Comfortable seating is very important to me. To the left, there's a small kitchenette. Then as you walk all the way to the front of the coach, that's where it gets kind of weird. There's a two-person dinette. Mm -hmm. And then behind that, there's a folded Murphy bed that you can see, right? Just sitting there, a folded Murphy bed. Like you you need to do something to tidy up the look of it because it looks a little odd. But then what you can do is you, well, if you're a solo traveler, you could just leave it that way. And I think you could sleep right on top of the folded Murphy bed. If there's two of you, you can put down the dinette flip over the Murphy bed, and then have a large, spacious bed, 60 by 74 inches. So I like the versatility here. It's a cool RV if you're a solo traveler, right? I like the floor plan because you get a couch, you get a dinette, and you get a bed. But it also works really, really well for a couple because somebody could be in bed at night and somebody can be reading on the sofa. That's something I really value in a small trailer under 20 feet. I want Stephanie to be able to go to bed and I want to be able to stay up later and read somewhere um, that's not literally right next to the bed. Uh, And this provides those two different spaces for the evening in an RV for a couple. So I've always liked R-Pods. You know, uh, the R-Pod is basically Forest River's shot at doing sort of like a teardroppy you know, Elkhart version of a teardrop to some degree. And over the years, I've met a lot of people who really, really like their R-Pods. They, they come in at a good price point. Um, you're not getting the same materials being used as in a, a vestibule or something like that. But if you want a budget-priced, smaller trailer, I would definitely look at the R-Pod line and then check out this R-Pod 153C. Now, Dean, it is time for your final pick, my friend. And this one, again, I had never heard of this company in my life. And that was a really fun part of these two episodes. So tell us about Taylor Coach. I've saved Taylor Coach uh, for the end here. And the reason why is we have covered 23 tiny trailers. And if you can't find something in those 23, and well, I'd say, you know, look at uh, Taylor Coach for your first choice. But if... You can't find anything. Have Taylor Coach just basically customize you your own tiny trailer under 20 feet. I have been a Brad Taylor uh, fan for years. Um, maybe you'd call it a bromance even. I mean, I've loved watching this guy's uh, videos. Uh, this is a direct manufacturer, and they are made in Mill Grove, Ontario, Canada. And this guy just does the best videos. And he's Builds these trailers on his home property in an oversized garage in his his backyard. So he walks to work every day. Uh, Taylor Coach has been around since 1967. Uh, Brad's dad started uh, the company. Brad started working there in 1975. Over the years, Brad has a number of kids. They've worked there. I think he still has a couple of sons that will play you know that play a role with the company. And so I even got the chance, I emailed him because, I mean, he can kind of design whatever type of trailer you want. Now, yeah, you can go to his website and he has some examples uh, and floor plans. And he has a nice website for being such a, a small company in terms of being able to pick and choose. 
but it's also the type of thing, if you want something a little different, just ask him. And so I emailed him and again, Brad's a little old school. So he said, Dean, let's just talk. So we ended up talking for about 45 minutes. And in the process of talking, he said, all right, let's talk about a 17-foot camper here. A 17-foot well-optioned camper from me in terms of U.S. dollars would run $32,000 to $36,000. He's done trailers as small as eight and a half feet and as big as 24, 25, 26 feet long. Uh, But again, he tends to do some of the smaller trailers. So you want a 19-footer? No problem. You want to vary the width? You want six and a half feet wide? You can do seven feet wide. You can even go wider. You want to vary the height of the camper? You want six foot four? You you can go all the way up to six foot uh, eight. His campers will weigh less than 750 pounds for the smallest ones. And he said a 19-foot camper would weigh about 1,900 pounds. The GVWR, again, for these small campers, will range from maybe 1,200 pounds to 3,500 pounds for uh, a 19-footer. He also has solid tank capacities, depending on whether the camper is an 8-footer or a 19-footer. That would indicate, well, one, are you even going to have a bathroom in an 8-foot camper? But, uh, you know, the 19-footers, and he even does different things that if you just want a water closet with a, a cassette commode, you can do that. You want a wet bath, he can do that. You want a full dry bath, uh, he can do that as well. So he shops for his own components. He's really particular. He does a great job. He said that his, his roofs, he uses a one-piece aluminum, and the way that he seals these roofs, He said they're basically good for eight to 20 years in terms of the ceiling. And he still has people that will bring back trailers that he's that he built uh, back in the the 1970s. Uh, You want to sleep two people, you can sleep two people. He can do a 19 footer in which you have kind of like sleeping areas, dinettes at each end. And then he does cabinetry that actually the cabinet face folds down and creates bunks. So. You could sleep eight people in a 19-foot camper if you wanted to do that. And he builds about one trailer uh, a week. And if you want somebody that's like your brother, your father, your son, your best friend to build a camper for you, then have Brad Taylor build one for you. He's a great guy and a great company. This might be the most custom Yes. Of any company that calls itself custom. Yes. I mean, this is truly customized where some people maybe throw that term around, but really they're just giving you options with within sort of a, a set frame or a set box. Like I, I watched some of these videos and he is truly like, what do you want? <laughs> like, what do you want? I will build it. Um, and that, I think, I, I think that there are RV owners out there who they bought the first RV, bought the second RV, bought the third RV. And then you get some really specific idea of what you want and you can't find it. I've come to that point. Like I just want something that's so customized to how I travel and how I will travel when it's just me and Stephanie. And it's like nothing quite fits, you know, and something like this um, would be really fun too, right? Like that's the thing. Um, buying an RV can be, you know, kind of stressful. I think owning an RV is awesome. Uh, but this, this whole journey of, of, of customizing it and working with him and talking through what you want. I mean, that's, that sounds like really, really fun. I, I, I'm so glad that you picked this as the last one and that you put it so perfectly. If you're out there listening and you can't find that 
that dream tiny trailer, let Taylor Coach build it for you, right? Absolutely. All right, Dean, I'm going to put you on the spot. We're going to wrap up and move into our classic clip. Um, I hate to do this to you, my friend. What's your pick of the show? Oh, goodness. Pick of the show. Uh, oh, it would be hard-pressed, particularly if I was spending someone else's money. I'd ha- you, know, you know me and Oliver, so I'd have a hard time not picking uh, uh, the Oliver. But my goodness, that barefoot is, 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 is cute. And, and uh, you know, I covered the casita in the first one. But if I had to pick, I'd, 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 I'd pick my Oliver. So how about you? The Encore ROG 12RK is something I would actually consider buying. I would, it's something I'd consider buying for a little adventure trailer. Maybe I'd rent it sometimes, use it to get away with Stephanie other times, just take Wes on a trip because it's, you know, it's really a two-person trailer. It's, it's something I would really buy as a second trailer. The Forest River, the, the Rockwood pop-up campers, I am so thrilled to see lower price point entry level products to get new RVers into the game. Thrilled with that. The vestibule makes my heart swoon because mm-hmm. it's like a work of art. I look at it and it don't it like inspires me just to look at it. It makes me want to travel, it makes me want to hit the open road. Um out of those 3, my pick of the show um, I think I'll go with that Encore ROG 12RK just because it's something that maybe would end up in my driveway one day, you know, where the other ones are just kind of like these little flirtations and fascinations. So, Dean, I thank you so much uh, yeah. for doing these two episodes with me. I really appreciate it and, and hope to cover tiny trailers again with you on the yeah. RB Atlas podcast. Well, just a, a quick closing comment. This has been a lot of fun for me too, but what I find really interesting is that in the first episode, we really, we, we both came to the table with our six trailers, but uh, each, but in the second episode, we, we really started to coalesce and we either picked some of the same trailers or there were trailers that I almost picked or you almost picked. So I think that basically says, I think we did a pretty good job covering uh, tiny trailers in 2024. Yeah. And, and covering this, this fascinating landscape, you know, uh, it's all of, it's so many of these small manufacturers in states all over the country who are doing really creative and quality work. And, and, look, and, I, and somebody would say, well, you don't own these campers. And if you go online and start researching these different companies, whether it's Oliver or, or Vistabule or someone new like Encore, they're getting really good reviews. They're getting really good reviews from owners who love the products and feel like they've bought a quality product. And I wanted to put some focus on those types of companies on the RV Atlas in this 2024 10th anniversary season, because there is a lot of negative energy out there about RV quality. And I just wanted to redirect some of our attention to, to some of these companies that deserve praise for the quality work they are doing. And I hope that we accomplish that in these two episodes as well. Now, we're going to head into a classic clip from um, an episode that Stephanie and I did about nine years ago where we went to the Colorado RV show. And I think for both me and Stephanie, it was really when we fell in love with tiny trailers for the first time because we don't see a lot of these trailers on the East Coast, even at RV shows. 
But you go out to an RV show out west in Colorado and you start to see all these little independent teardrop makers and all that stuff. So let's head into the classic clip. And Casita Jean May, my friend, I cannot thank you enough and cannot wait to get you back on the show. So uh, we'll talk to you soon, my buddy. All right. Bye bye. Hey, Stephanie. Yes. So what's the difference between an RV show in New Jersey and an RV show in Colorado? Beer. Lots and lots <laughs> of beer. Just beer. <laughs> it was kind of surprising to see everyone walking around the RV show with their plastic cups filled with beer. Surprising and fun. The Colorado RV show last weekend, where we presented and opened up for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, totally. Was, it was like a big party. Yeah. Um, food was better. Food was better. You actually had, drinks. like, you actually had like a pulled pork sandwich, didn't you? Absolutely. And it was good. And I kept saying, this is really good. I, I had the best chicken fingers I've ever had in my oh, life. Don't admit that you got chicken I'm fingers. I'm not ashamed of chicken fingers. <laughs> and the RV, it was a huge RV show. Yeah. I mean, we saw so many, I would say a variety and of we're RVs. And we're going to get to that. Yeah. But let's talk a little bit more about beer. Beer. Because one of our favorite moments from the show was all about beer. Yeah. So you and I walked into a travel trailer and there was a couple about our age mm -hmm. sitting at the dining room table, like really contemplating and discussing buying that travel oh, trailer. Oh, yeah. They were down to brass tacks on they that They were really, they were tell. talking about mm -hmm. the monthly payment. Mm -hmm. And the husband or boyfriend, I think it was the husband, was drinking a cold beer. He had a beer he on had the a dining beer room table. On the dining room table and the camper that they were thinking about buying. Right. Like when we walked in, I kind of felt like, ooh, maybe we should leave. Like, well, yeah, like they're having a moment. But, <laughs> yeah. but he, they were going over the monthly payment mm -hmm. and he kind of had this epiphany Yeah, and he said, you know, we could pay for this travel trailer if we stopped eating out. Yeah. And then she looked right at him, dead eyes and said, we could afford this travel trailer if you stop drinking. <laughs> if you stop drinking. And he was stunned. Oh, yeah. There was, and, there was a moment of silence. And then there was an eruption from of buddy. howls. And no, what are you talking about? But I think also that he realized that she was right. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that his drinking tab every month amounted to roughly the cost right. of the monthly payment. RV budget equals beer yeah, budget. I mean, look, in short, we had a Nanny at the Colorado RV show. Fun times. Thank you so much for joining us for the 10th anniversary season of the RV Atlas. To find out more about the topics discussed on this show, head on over to the RVAtlas.com. And to join the friendliest group of RVers, head on over to the RV Atlas group on Facebook and make sure to join us on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram at the RV Atlas. And if you enjoy our show, please consider leaving us a review over on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And make sure to pick up copies of Where Should We Camp Next, wherever books are sold. And we will see you at the campground. <laughs>